Hi, everybody. Welcome to Detox Podcast. I'm Denise Walker, your host, and this is a new episode called Biological Warfare. And uh, last week, we talked about uh, post-acute withdrawal syndrome and how that manifests in the physical response in the uh, sympathetic nervous system. And biological warfare is... uh, is also about physical addiction, but it's about what's happening to you in your body while you are consuming alcohol and what alcohol actually does to your organs and your body systems. Uh, So we'll get into that, but first a couple announcements. Um, Pick Your Poison Volume 2. The cover is just being made by my beautiful design friend, Lydia Stewart, and oh, I'm so excited to share it with you. She just sent me a little like preliminary sneak peek and I'm just so jazzed about it. So I can't wait. Um, the launch party is going to be April 20th, my so- soberversary second year. And uh, if you're interested, you can buy Pick Your Poison Volume 1 on Amazon and Whisper and Roar Workshop. That's coming up February 9th in San Carlos, California. And tickets are available on on Eventbrite for that. So if you're in the San Francisco Bay Area and you'd love to come to our workshop, it's Poetry and Kundalini Yoga, uh, check us out on Eventbrite. Whisper and Roar is the name of the workshop. Uh, I've got some other things cooking too um, with Sober Saturdays, uh, but don't have all the details yet. So you're going to have to hang in there and uh, wait for those to come available. So, uh, here is biological warfare. A million wings inside my chest, fluttering razor wire. I can't catch my, I can't catch my breath. Are my lungs expanding? Is my heart contracting? Or is my blood pooling right where I rest? I'm sure my pressure's dropping, or is it spiking thanks to the poison I gladly ingest? pH rock bottom. Plasma congealing in my veins. When can I expect bullet-sized clots to head straight for my brain? So, the physical reactions that alcohol has in the body, those are kept secret from us, pretty much. We're all kind of aware that it's not good for our liver, right? That's kind of what we're we're accustomed to hearing like, oh, my liver could use a break. Um, But that's not the only organ that it hurts. And I was kind of always just on the down low, like low key concerned about my liver when I was drinking and like, oh man, like I don't even want to know what's happening to it right now. I don't want blood work because I'm terrified that it's going to come back and it's going to be horrible. And I'll have truly... Like, I'll have true proof of the real damage I'd been doing. Tangible proof that I'd been killing myself. So I ignored that for a long time. And if I had any inclination of the other stuff that was going on in my body, I think it would have had a big impact on when I stopped and what I thought about in regards to stopping, the things that I took into consideration. There are a lot of horrible things that alcohol does to us. And of course, big alcohol does not want us to know that. Alcohol is a trillion dollar company 
business. It's, it's massive. They do not want us to stop drinking, right? Like it's, we're being bombarded all the time with messages and lifestyle and seduction tactics that keep us drinking. So why would they easily allow us to know how bad it is for us? You'll notice every time that there is a really awesome, accurate medical study done on how bad alcohol is for us, eventually, not eventually, shortly after, shortly after it comes out, you'll notice that there's like a rebuttal article that is like, hmm, I wonder who this is funded by uh, coming out to be, to debunk the previous medical article. It's just, it's interesting how we become cognizant of these things once our eyes are open and we are no longer pouring an addictive substance that clouds our brains and clouds our ability to properly dissect these things. So I started reading this book called This Naked Mind by Annie Grace. Uh, It was recommended to me through the hip sobriety school program that I did. And holy shit, you guys, like this is the real deal. It really shook me up, woke me up. And if you're looking for something to help you pull you out of that mindset, I highly recommend it. I got it on an audiobook so I could listen to it when I was driving to and from work. So if you're not much of a reader, an audiobook might be a good option for you. Or even if you do like to read, it's just um, something that you can take in manageable chunks, have it delivered right into your ears as you're driving around. Awesome option. But once we got to the section on uh, I think it's called Toxic You. It's a chapter. And I was like physically, I felt like throwing up because of the stuff that was being told to me. Oh, it was just, it's gross. So that's what we're going to get into today. And what's awesome is that the Yukon Territory actually has pictures of diseases that alcohol causes on their alcohol labels and warnings that say alcohol causes cancer, alcohol causes liver disease, alcohol causes heart disease. It actually says these things like cigarette packages. Such a great move. It's a, I applaud them. It's an amazing thing that they're doing and I hope it spreads to the rest of the country, the continent, the world. So, I'm going to start with that lovely liver I was just talking about. Uh, So as we know, the liver breaks down alcohol. But what what wasn't apparent to me is that the toxins that are released during that process are actually much more harmful to us than the actual alcohol itself. So what those do is they damage liver cells, they promote inflammation, and it weakens the natural defenses that the liver has. And when those toxins are released, it manifests in us as poor sleep, uh, mood imbalances, personality changes. We have things like violent outbursts or periods of weeping, anxiety, depression, a shortened attention span, and eventually uh, it can lead to coma or death And when it's affecting the liver like that, the liver can only take so much before it starts to affect the other systems of the body. 
and like the heart. So alcohol also weakens the heart muscles, so it can't pump effectively. And when the pump in the heart isn't pumping the blood, it's not doing at all what it's supposed to do. The oxygenated blood can't get to the rest of the body And so you're not getting nutrients, you're not getting oxygen, and that means your other body systems aren't getting what they need. And so everything slowly starts to wear down. It affects the electrical system, so the heartbeat is affected. And during drinking binges, this isn't just like chronic alcohol users, but people who have fun drinking binges on the weekends. Your heart rate can slow down, and the lack of contractibility can cause the blood to pool in your blood. In your blood, sorry. The pool pool of blood is in your heart, and it's resting there, and that's how blood clots can form. And it can also cause tachycardia, which is the opposite of a slow rate. So your heart is beating really fast, faster than it should, and... So that means that the blood isn't staying in the heart as long. It can't fill with oxygen properly as it's pumped to the body. So that's another aspect of how it's not reaching your, the rest of your systems, the rest of your tissue, the rest of your organs. This can also cause strokes. When blood pools in the heart, it can congeal and then those clots form and then they're sent into your body and they can go right up to your brain. Super awesome, right? <laughs> so, um, drinking alcohol also releases stress hormones. Remember we talked about those last week, the fight or flight stuff? And when your blood pressure is consistently elevated, like in the parasympathetic, not sorry, In the sympathetic nervous system, that's one of the things that happens. Your heart rate goes up, your blood pressure goes up, and that causes uh, the hardening of blood vessels. And that is what causes heart disease. Which I'm pretty sure all of us have heard is the leading cause of death. Pretty much everywhere. Hmm. Another one that's fun is the pancreas. Uh, So a healthy pancreas, uh, it plays an important role in food digestion. It converts food into fuel. It sends enzymes into the small intestine to digest carbohydrates and proteins and fat. It also secretes insulin and glucagon to regulate the utilization of glucose, which is sugar. So insulin and glucose help cells use energy from, sorry, insulin and glucagon They help cells use the energy from glucose. And insulin helps uh, change the excess glucose into glycogen and fat. And so when your pancreas is healthy, it sends enzymes into the small intestine uh, to metabolize uh, the food, the energy you're putting into your body. Uh, And when you drink alcohol, it interferes with that. It gets it really confused. And the insulin is now... Uh, being sent inside the pancreas. It, it secretes it inside instead of out. And that starts to inflame and swell the pancreas, 
which is called pancreatitis. And pancreatitis is a risk factor for pancreatic cancer. Pancreatic, my God, pancreatic cancer. And what's also really fun about that is that the signs for pancreatic, uh, sorry, pancreatitis can go undetected for a very long time until an attack strikes. And yeah, once that happens, no good. It's no bueno. And treatment for that is difficult. There's actually no cure. Uh, It can be managed, but it's not curable. So uh, in chronic pancreatitis, you have decreased function of the pancreas. You have decreased digestion. It starts to develop into blood sugar issues. And slowly, your pancreas is destroyed. That turns into diabetes or eventually death. So alcohol kills you. That's basically uh, the message for today. And so I wrote this poem after learning that a million wings inside my chest, fluttering razor wire. I can't catch my, I can't catch my breath. And it was like panic. (laughs) I could feel, honestly, I would sit on the couch and my heart would be like, boom, 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 boom. I was so drunk and I was just sitting there and I was like, how can my heart possibly be beating this fast? And I'm just sitting here. I'm not doing anything. I had felt like I had just like been in the peak zone, you know, like it, it was madness. And I finally was like, oh my God, if I stay like this, if my heart is doing this, that means that I'm having these symptoms that Annie Grace told me about in her book. And holy shit, that means that I could have a stroke. I'm, I was 25 on my couch with my heart pounding out of my chest. And I I was scared of having a stroke. No 25-year-old should be afraid of having a stroke. I was worried. I was worried that my blood was pooling in my chest. I was worried that my my blood pressure was going to bottom out or it was going to skyrocket. And I was just, I was terrified that in so many ways I was killing myself. Your whole body is being affected. Every organ, every vein, every tissue, cell, atom is being poisoned. It's not just your liver. It manifests as cancer. Cancer of the mouth, cancer of the throat. It's just, it's insane. Like, why would we do this to ourselves? I don't know. We did it, though, didn't we? So all we can do is remember that. That's such a really important thing for me to remember when any sort of inkling of like, oh, well, maybe I could start drinking again creeps into my brain. It's like, fuck no. I will not jeopardize my body like that because somebody somewhere wants to make money off of my suffering. Fuck you, big alcohol. Fuck you, alcohol advertising. Fuck you, peer pressure. I will not do that to my body. Say it with me. I will not do that to my body. One more time. I will not do that to my body. I 
I will not inflict biological warfare on myself. I will not put myself through that terror. I'm not at war with myself anymore. I love myself. And in order to continue loving myself, I cannot hurt myself. Those things do not coexist. They do not coincide. They do not go together. I will not harm myself. I will love myself. Biological warfare. A million wings inside my chest. Fluttering razor wire. I can't catch my I can't catch my breath. Are my lungs expanding? Is my heart contracting? Or is my blood pooling right where I rest? I'm sure my pressure's dropping. Or is it spiking thanks to the poison I gladly ingest? pH rock bottom, plasma congealing in my veins. When can I expect bullet-sized clots to head straight for my brain? I love you folks. Hope you're having a great week. Hope your January is going well. If it's not January anymore, I hope whatever month it is is going well for you. Much love. Talk next week.